The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the Voice. This is of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about creating content at scale. Joining us is Brad Smith, who is the founder and CEO of Codeless, a content production company whose content has been highlighted by the New York Times, Business Insider, and The Next Web. Brad is also the co-founder of Usurp, a digital PR company that helps connect its clients with leading SaaS, e-commerce, SEO, tech, business, and marketing sites to boost their brand authority. Yesterday, Brad and I talked about his guide to producing hundreds of pieces of quality technical articles. And today we're going to talk about really the secret sauce for that, which is how to source thousands of writers and only hire the top 1%. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's the second part of my conversation with Brad Smith, CEO of Codeless. Brad, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Benjamin. Excited for the next part. Excited to continue our conversation for anybody that missed it. Brad and I were talking about how to create high quality technical content at scale. And really it's, you know, having templates, having processes in place, and then finding the right people. And that really seems like the secret sauce. Brad, talk to me about the vetting process for writers. How do you figure out who's the right writer? Do they have the expertise? And get them trained and up to speed on the brand that they're writing for quickly. Yeah, definitely. I'll start broad and then we can go narrower as we go. But essentially, the thing that most people struggle with is they just don't look at enough people. You need to treat it almost like a lead gen funnel, where it's if I'm looking for like one writer, then that doesn't mean I look at five potential writers. It means I look at like a hundred. 
And so just extrapolate that out now. If we're building a team of writers, if we need 10 writers, like we need to look at a thousand different writers. And so you need to have a system in place where A, you're not the one doing all the work in between, because otherwise it never gets any done. True. But then the other thing too is you can automate a lot of steps. So for example, from the very first application process, so we run job board ads and we try to drive people into the same form. If they don't follow basic instructions or follow basic steps that we asked them in the job board listing, they automatically don't get added to the database for the next step of people to go through. So we have different like hurdles built into the process to where we're able to get a thousand down to a hundred qualified people who follow directions and are within line on budget and everything else. And then from there, we work on testing them, actually doing paid tests and trials with them and just building that into the budget of, yeah, we're going to have to spend some money. Okay, so step one, you're having people go through an application process and you're putting some basic instructions. And if they don't follow the basic instructions, they are unqualified. Let me ask you a question going back to the beginning. When you're sourcing your writers, what are some of the places you're looking to hire? Are you just going on to Upwork? Are you doing actual job postings? How are you finding your writers? Yeah, so we do actual job postings. We don't usually work through a platform like Upwork because we want to control the relationship a little more. We also try to test everyone as contractors initially and then hire the best ones part-time, full-time after that. So we don't want to run into the issue of finding someone we like on Upwork and then having to try to like get them off the platform. So we don't do job boards like Indeed because we find that it tends to be full-time writers, like W-2 writers, who aren't focused more on production and output. Mm -hmm. It tends to be contractors and freelancers have that better mindset of producing X amount of work to get paid. Why? We just find that they tend to be easier to work with in that type of environment. So we do a ton of job board listings across all the popular freelance writing places off the top of my head. So like ProBlogger, we have not had good success with LinkedIn. It's usually overpriced and not very good quality. We work remotely. So a lot of like anything related to like freelance writing and anything related to remote working or remote jobs. Okay. So once you go through and you're vetting the writers, you're giving them some instructions, you know, hey, put two plus two equals five at the bottom of every article. And if they're not doing that, then they fail. You're getting down to this sort of core group that can follow some instructions. You mentioned that you're hiring people and giving paid tests. Walk me through that process. Yeah, definitely. So at this point, we probably already know what they're in quotes an expert on or what topics they're interested in. So we say, okay, we have X amount of pieces that we already need for our clients that we've already had approved and everything else. So we're actually going to assign it to you guys as paid tests. Depending on the scenario, we might have them go through some initial training before we give them the writing assignment. Mm -hmm. Just to, again, make sure that they eventually give us what we want to see. When you say paid training, you know, what are you walking them through? Hey, here's what this brand is. Here's what the products are. Or, yeah, exactly. Or here's what the difference between a comma and a semicolon is. Yeah, it's a little of both. So for example, if we have an enterprise client, we'll often build out full training programs for that client with some of the things you mentioned earlier, like style guides, types of content, all that kind of information up front at the very beginning so that they have to learn more about the client that they're going to be writing about or for before and at the time they're actually doing the paid test. So that way we can internally, but also the client, we can show them a writing sample of, let's say, 500 words. And if you do this enough, you know pretty quickly whether or not that person is probably going to be a good fit to continue testing. Okay. So it's kind of a combined approach. All right. So somebody follows the instructions up front. They're given a paid test and they write a 500-word article. It comes out shining and they're hired and now they have 10 articles a week, right? 
No. No, it doesn't work that way. Walk <laughs> me through the rest of the process. They tell us they could do 10 a week or five a week. And we say, you're probably going to be able to do one a week <laughs> is what we've learned over time. Because that's when issues... Whenever you try to hit up for scale and speed, that's when problems pop up. That's when deadline issues pop up. Like All these issues start coming up. So we'll say, okay, you're kind of like in for the time being. And we'll give them one article to do every week. And if they do those successfully at the end of the month, then we'll start slowly ramping them up from there. So you mentioned that you're starting on a contract basis. And with the best writers, you're moving them to part-time and then full-time. Walk me through the rationale for changing the type of relationship. Why do people want to be part-time employees? And how is that different from contractor? And then why do they want to be full-time? Yeah, that's a good question. With part-time and full-time, we can usually guarantee an amount of work for more or less a guaranteed rate. And then we could also do other things like offer insurance and other stuff. So depending on their personal situation, health insurance is really expensive if you're a contractor and you have no other kind of network to get in on. And then some contractors too don't like doing all the extra stuff. So they just like writing or they just like doing what they're good at. They don't want to chase clients, chase clients who aren't paying them. They don't want to like go through all the hoops of all the other stuff. And so that's usually some of the incentives for them. Then as I mentioned, we can guarantee like an amount of work or an amount of money. Some other people though do want to stay, especially good people will want to stay contract or they'll want to stay. Maybe they have their own company already. And so we'll continue working with them if they can do a certain volume or guarantee us a certain amount of work over the course of the month. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Now walk me through the funnel here. If I'm looking for a great blog post a day, how many people do I have to interview? How many people am I doing trials with? How many people am I actually assigning work to? So if I was trying to hire one really good writer, I would probably want at least 100 initial applicants. I would want to vet the top 20 or 30. And usually that's by published samples too. So actually looking at their samples and are they in the same space? Are they on the same topics? From there, I would probably do at least five paid trials to get one good, legit writer. And talk to me about the way you're able to scale writers. You mentioned that when you go from 100 applicants to one great writer, right? The 1% of the writing population... You find that person, that's a lot of work to 
distill down the applicant pool to one person, how much do you think you can scale a good writer? I'm sure there is a range, but generally what's the output on a, either per word or per article basis? Yeah, definitely. So our full-time writers do six long-form pieces a week, which long-form would be defined as like 2,000 words roughly. So six times 2,000 words is like usually the upper end. Yeah, so they're, they're doing 10,000 words a week roughly. Yeah. Like Probably 12, but... Kind of max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, if you push them, we've had them go beyond that. But usually quality becomes an issue, mistakes become an issue, all that kind of stuff. So the problem then becomes, okay, well, I need more of these then. <laughs> I need more of these people if I'm going to publish a lot more than that. You can only kind of tap out at a certain point. So you really can get an article a day from a good writer, and by that I mean five days a week, right? If you're doing five roughly 2,000-word articles, you really need one good writer. Yeah, with some caveats though, what else is on their plate is usually what I would come back with. So most full-time writers that work in-house don't get anywhere near that. It's because they're on Slack, it's because they're on email, it's because they're on meetings, it's because they're proofreading some executives shitty PowerPoint. Like they get pulled into so many other directions that they're not actually able to like produce a lot of content and sit down and focus. So that is the caveat is what else do you have this person doing that they probably shouldn't be? Okay. And here's really where the rubber meets the road. Hey, I want to create an enterprise blog and I need one great writer who just sits down and F. Scott Fitzgeralds all the time just is always thinking about writing and that's all they do. And they couldn't create this wonderful blog for me in a once a day publication. What does that cost? So if you're looking in-house, like a full-time hire, you're probably looking closer to like 100K a year, somewhere between 80 to 100K. Most writers' average salaries, by the way, are like, I want to say 50-ish. Mm-hmm. If you look at national averages, 40 to 50-ish. We start our writers around like 60K, our full-time writers. That's like starting entry level and goes up from there. Most full-time people, 80 to 100 if they're really, really good and have deep subject matter expertise. On a per article basis, for a really good writer, you're looking at around $1,000 an article plus. Again, assuming it's a longer in-depth article. For less experienced writers, it's somewhere in the ballpark of anywhere from like three to 600 maybe is the average. Okay. So if I'm doing the math here, on an individual article basis, $1,000 an article, five articles a week, five grand a week, 50 weeks a year, that's 250 grand. So that's really the difference between outsourcing content production to a freelance writer and then having somebody in-house doing the content production for you is that 100 grand versus 250 grand. Yeah, plus any supplementary or additional stuff. So for example, who's doing the keyword research? Who's doing the analysis? Who's doing the uploading and formatting when the content's done? Do you have design involved in that? In an agency environment, and agency rates are a little different because they're more blended. Mm -hmm. So for example, if we charge $1,000 an article, which we do with some clients, we're including a lot of extra stuff in that. So you might have like five people working across an account at a given time. So you might have the strategy, the account manager, the designer. Yeah, so it's not just writing. You have an SEO expert, you have a creative, you have the writer, you have an editor. There's a management fee in there as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little different like that. Usually really good freelance writers will still charge close to $1,000 an article by themselves, but they're not usually doing anything near five a week for you. It's usually a couple a month kind of a thing. Even if you looked at like journalism or like writers to the athletic or that sort of thing, they're pumping out like maybe one article a week, two articles a week, really good writers. Yeah. So it's a different economics for sure. Interesting. Okay. So Brad, I understand the process and I understand how much goes into 
finding the right writer and the cost breakdown there. Just before we leave, tell me a little bit more about Codeless. If people are interested in hiring writers, where can they find more information? Yeah, definitely. So our website is getcodeless.com. We do something like 250 articles a month over technology and SaaS companies in pretty much like every business space, finance and cybersecurity. So if you have any more questions, you could just check out more about our case studies and pricing and everything else on there. That's usually the best place to go. And then Usurp, our other company, is for PR and link building in the business and tech space. All right. Well, Brad, thank you so much for talking to us about the content creation process and how your agency fits in. Thanks, Benjamin. Appreciate it. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brad Smith, the CEO of Codeless. If you're interested in contacting Brad, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is BSMarketer, B-S-M-A-R-K-E-T-E-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is getcodeless.com. That's G-E-T-C-O-D-E-L-E-S-S.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 